listening to this program the michael dupree variety hour which airs on each podcast provider on the planet in space it is the michael dupree variety hour an arts showcase and comedy podcast where we feature interesting people get to know them get to know their lives get to know how they're doing as individuals how you doing how you doing I am sitting across the table from Penelope, Penelope, uh, Wit, Wit, Penelope Wit, Penelope Whitlow, Penelope Whitlow. Hmm. You are a uh, a, a cotton candy connoisseur. Uh, you create all sorts of cotton candy. Uh, tell tell me tell me about your business. How did you get your business started? Well, I started my business because I was really tired of not being able to taste things out of the ordinary. I guess. Uh, you know, it wasn't even really a business to start with. I recently just got my LLC because I didn't really know if anybody else would be into this kind of flavoring. What, what kind of flavoring? You know, people aren't usually into venison cotton candy. Venison cotton candy? Right. Well, that's very interesting. It's still like, it's like a sweet take on the venison. Because, you know, the deer is already dead when someone kills it. And so I want to be able to yeah. use it. Yeah, the, the deer is already dead when someone kills it. Right. To, to you know, pay fitting tribute to the deer. Mm-hmm. So you don't hunt the deer. I do not. So no. you, you just find deer that people have killed or you buy the deer? Um, I have family members who are really into that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess it just came about because of that. You know, I was I was younger and... My dad would come home with a deer, and he'd be all proud, and, you know, look at these antlers and stuff like that. I'm going to put the antlers on the wall. And, <laughs> you know, I'm just like, oh, my goodness. Like, why why did you kill that deer? You couldn't, and then you couldn't stomach it? I couldn't. Well, it wasn't just – I just wanted to figure out creative things that I could use for the deer. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't put the hair in anymore because that was uh, just kind of a disaster. Yeah, you didn't yeah. – it, it wasn't uh, – it didn't fit well with the, the fluffy – you would think that it would work well. You know, considering cotton candy is kind of like hair. Well, the cotton texture. candy, the furriness of the cotton candy, I found out is more because it's spun and not because there's actual hair on it. Oh, oh fur. man, you are an expert on cotton candy. Yeah, I had to do a little bit of reading for it. So was uh, venison flavored cotton candy your first uh, parlay into uh, different flavors of cotton candy? It, it was. Did yeah. you make uh, like cotton candy regularly before that? Like before, like you were you a cotton candy maker? And you were just making the regular old flavors? Well, you know, I had one of those machines as a kid. Mm-hmm. Those little, like, easy-bake oven style kind of like, you know, you're seven and you get this maker for Christmas and it's probably about four inches by six inches, mm-hmm. right? And there's, like, the powders that you dump in there and then, oh, my God, and then it turns into what cotton candy. What flavor is cotton candy, like, like default? It's like a bubble gum, maybe. Bubble gum. It's, like, blue-flavored. Yeah, blue flavor. You know? I, I, like, I think of cotton candy paint as pink. It's pink. It could be pink too. I think, but it's still blue flavored. Yeah, it's still blue flavor. I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> if anything was blue flavor, it would be cotton candy. Mm-hmm. Just tastes blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So, um, how how old were you when you say you started to experiment with 
venison flavor. And how did you get the venison flavor into the cotton candy? Well, I, I would take the meat. I would use rubber gloves because I'm not a huge meat person. Mm-hmm. But So I would take the meat and then put it into the blender. And from there, I would put it into a food processor so mm-hmm. that it would get really fine. And then I would dry it out a little bit mm-hmm. so that like lay it down on paper towel on both of the counters and you know my mom was just like nah, i don't really know about this you know i gotta make dinner and everything and so she i would put it out on the towel to dry and then i would dry it and then i would smash it with a mallet yeah and then um <laughs> just any old it, mallet well you know the, the meat some, tenderizer well I, by that i mean at that point it's as tender as it's going to get so um <laughs> You know, you could just use, I guess, any old mallet, like a rubber mallet would, mm-hmm. would work in a pinch. But I would just <laughs> use, like, the wooden side of the tenderizer mallet. Because okay. we got one from, like, one of those pampered chef parties that she would have, yeah. you know, as a kid. You know, always going to those and having to avoid all the women at the pampered chef party. So, <laughs> Why is that? Um, well, you know, they'd ask you questions like, how is school going? And you're like, I don't know, it's school. I hate school. I just, you know. It's school is school, and then you go home and do your homework and whatever. And so you you want to avoid all those questions from mm-hmm. people who you, you're still figuring things out. Yeah, you don't want to. That's you, right. Yeah. So I was I was about I think 16. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in like middle high school. I think I was in. When you realized you wanted to start making junior. different flavors of cotton candy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always loved the outdoors, and so I always kind of wanted to be able to experience the outdoors via taste ah. right because you can't just pop an oak leaf into your mouth i mean you can but you can but it's not gonna be like it's just gonna taste like like an oak leaf you know yeah. like bleh. so you 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 made venison uh cotton candy and then you moved on to other flavors like mm-hmm. outdoor flavors like mm-hmm. oak leaf um what why oak leaf the oak leaf well we had a lot of oaks on our property where my dad would hunt mm-hmm. and um i always thought they were fascinating you know the bumps and everything and it just it smells pretty good and so um but when you taste it it's just like meh. Just and so whatever. i figured if i added a little sugar to it mm-hmm. you know i could taste nature yeah yeah and what other nature flavors do you have well i'm working on one right now um and still in the development phase but birch bark Birch bark. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that actually sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. Bark, bark of a birch. Yeah, so Son I of use, a birch. I use the paper shredder in, in um, my dad's office, mm-hmm. and then I shred it, and then I shred it again, and then I get it wet, and then I crumble it up, you know, and then I again sort of like lay it out. and. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty resilient paper shredder. It can mm-hmm. just like eat. It sounds like it'd be like an industrial paper shredder. Yeah, it was a good one from Office Max, you know, because huh. my mom had the back to school coupon at the time, mm-hmm. so she got a really good deal on yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. So, um, so when you so how how you've had your business like your actual formal business for how long now? Um. Well, my actual, I just got the LLC last month, mm-hmm. and so now I'm just starting to, like, advertise on Etsy, mm-hmm. and I'm not really sure if a food thing can be on Etsy, but I did see that no you could you order steaks from Amazon before. Yeah. So Good I steaks. Trump steaks. Trump steaks. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. I don't know about Did you ever that. think about making a steak, uh, steak-flavored uh, cotton candy? Steak flavor. Well, it would be very close to the venison it'd flavor. It would be similar, but they're very different in a lot of ways, too. Because it would just be, like, Bloody. dried fat. Yeah. Because venison's very lean. Mm-hmm. So you really get the most <clears throat> bang for your buck, <laughs> as they say, because <laughs> it's a deer. Yeah. Oh, because so, you shoot deer. Right. Because it's a fucking... <laughs> a fucking 
beard. And so <laughs> bang for your buck. That is a good. That's solid. Uh-huh. So um so you've been you've been technically in business for about a month now. Right. How's business? Business is pretty good. Um you know, I just kind of offered it to my family and my co-workers so far and um my mom thinks it's weird my dad really doesn't want any part of it but that's that's, that's unfortunate my sister was my first supporter so oh. thank you for that stacy she Appreciate eats a lot of your that. out of your a lot of your cotton candy she yeah well she she eats it what's yeah. your most popular flavor you said that very <laughs> like uh hesitantly yeah, she she does eat it. I, d- I think that she likes it, but I'm begrudgingly not eats it. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if she's been totally honest with me yet. Oh. So you know, I've had a lot of that in my life. You have a little so fire far. in your eyes as you said that. <laughs> <laughs> but so um, you, you you've been in business for about a month, and uh, where where do you see this business going? Because it's kind of a niche. Uh, market right like well I could definitely see expanding to like actual fruit right mm. like I I could dry the fruit and then again crumble it and then into a fine fine powder and then put that into the cotton candy machine fruit like and strawberries and like and strawberries or like um you know like crab apple crab apple flavor cotton candy mm. I'm just looking for like the more unusual kind of you know like I could do like a banana flavor and I feel like that kind of thing would sell you know it's like the yeah. Yankee candle that is buttercream mm-hmm. scented like everybody likes that one yeah but then you get like the midnight storm one and so I want to do like a midnight storm cotton candy but I feel what like would I would have to would put sand in there sand cotton candy cotton sandy cotton sandy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the, you get the taste of the beach. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ocean flavored cotton mm-hmm. candy. I would have to uh, ethically source anything that I use from the sea. I feel like. <laughs> How would you do that? Well, you know, I mean, I can't exactly admit to putting starfish in my cotton candy, no, but I'd be like, unethical. if I were to grow them, because mm. they regenerate. You know, like you take an arm and then it'll grow more starfish. Is that real? I think it's real. Wow. So what, I wonder what a starfish would taste like. That's what I aim to find out. So a lot of the times when you make cotton candy out of stuff, it's like, I want to know what this tastes like, but I'm not just going to eat it straight up because it might not be good. Exactly. But everything's good in cotton candy. Sugar makes everything better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what is it? I don't I don't think I asked this, but what's the name of your business? My name of my business is Little Deer Cotton Candy. <laughs> little Deer Cotton Candy, because it was made out of a little deer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm, hesi- I, I, I'm reticent to say Bambi, but you know. Yeah, Bambi cotton candy might be a little, uh, little, uh, a little copyrighty. Well, it might be a little copyrighty, and people also might not want to associate eating Bambi with cotton candy. <laughs> I like to think it was a teenage deer that I used. Oh, it's adolescent deer cotton candy. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah, <laughs> I that. that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you, I spell it D E A R. So, where do you get your deer from? If like, do you just continue to use the deer that your dad hunts or well the flavors are cyclical so if i have deer available to me then oh, i'll use that so it's like a but it's not always guaranteed that you're going to get that flavor because mm-hmm. i want to make sure that if i have a surplus of something that i want to use as much of it as i can yeah so what's your business model do you have like a subscription service where it's like you just get a flavor a month or is it like you could buy it by yeah you could do like how amazon does with the subscribe and save kind of thing mm-hmm. you know so you could get a flavor of the month and then 
Um, you could sign up, like, I think Blue Apron, that cooking company does mm-hmm. this, where you can, you know, pick a bunch of them that, they send, that you like, and then they send them to you. And then if... If you don't like something, then, um, you know, of course, could email me and say, you know, like, this was some nasty crap that you made mm-hmm. if you wanted to. What's your personal email or your business email? My personal email, well, my so my business email would be um, littledeer, but D-E-A-R, <laughs> at gmail.com. Okay. Yeah, I moved away from the Hotmail account just because it was too prone to hacking. Yeah happened to me twice yeah i used to use hotmail because and then they started emailing like my teachers from high school and i would get an email back like what and it'd be like oh <laughs> i'm so sorry to mean to offer you a rolex you know but <laughs> you were having people hacking your email account and offering rolexes to your yeah, old that teachers happened. yeah it happened why why do you think that is because people like to sell rolexes i don't know <laughs> they thought that your teacher would be more likely to buy a rolex from you than some stranger <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> wow, that's great. I mean, you are a business person, so mm-hmm. I guess that makes sense. I'm uh, business oriented. So what's your LinkedIn account like? My, oh, I haven't even set up a LinkedIn. You account. haven't set up a LinkedIn? No. How are you going to network? Idea. Well, I have a social media page. I have a page on Facebook. You what's know? your and we're up to like 17 account? likes right now. It's 17? Pretty good. Wow, yeah, that's, that's pretty know. good. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and are, how many of them are like family members and stuff? Oh, I mean, it's like 15 of them. 15 of them. <laughs> right. And two of them are... Two of them, uh, one of them is a professor of mine from college that mm-hmm. I was telling about because I was asking them p- for business advice, mm-hmm. you know. They were a business teacher? How to set up. Yeah, they were um, an acquaintances business teacher that I then had for, I think, a logic class or something. Mm-hmm. So then, so they, you know, gave me a like on Facebook. And then um, the other one is is my best friend, Stephanie, of course. Mm. <laughs> She's with me through everything. kind of got to go do it. Mm-hmm. She support your business? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So what's your favorite flavor that you make? My favorite flavor so far, um, well, I just got some lingonberry jam from Ikea. Ooh. So that was really jam nice. Flavored. That was really nice flavor. It's very smooth. You know, Sweet it drives heart. well with the, because it already has the sugar in it and everything. Mm-hmm. And so it drives well with the sort of, you know, the poofy taste of, of cotton candy that you expect. That makes a lot and of sense. Yeah. So do you have any like dream flavors that you want to make? Oh my goodness! Well, wow. like if you could, I haven't told anyone this yet, but I really want to make the taste of a river. The taste of a river. Yeah. All right, describe the the flavor profile and what you would need to put in something to make it taste like that. What's the what What's the flavor profile of a river? Well, I think it would have to involve like some pebbles. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to grind up some pebbles somehow, yeah. probably just by breaking them up with a hammer. Yeah, just a regular old hammer. And then use some river water Naturally. to sort of make a paste, you know, and with mm. the pebbles and maybe mm. throw a couple of sticks in there that had, like, the, the moss, like, you know, growing on it. sticks and stones may break my bones, but that's how cotton candy sounds great. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wouldn't break the bones, though. <laughs> no. Yeah, the bones would just go right in. Right. <laughs> it's like a, the would they be, like, a topping? It'd be, like, the marrow helps the flavor yeah. for the cotton candy. What kind of bones? Like the, trout? Uh, I don't know that fish bones have cut have marrow in them. No. Oh, you might be right about that. So you no. just have to use human bones. I could use some fish scales, though. Mm. Would not be opposed to that. That sounds good. Yeah. So where would you get the marrow from again? Well, the marrow would be featured in things like the venison cotton candy. Uh, oh. Mm-hmm. So you'd, like, extract it from... Because deer live by the river sometimes. Mm-hmm. 
What about bears? Maybe you could kill some bears. Bears are too scary, but also too fluffy. Mm-hmm. I don't think they I would have to be that. their own cotton candy. I think because I feel like the flavor would be really strong and overpower the rest of the river. Yeah, I just don't think I could ever do away with a bear. Well, what if you found a dead bear? Oh my god! Well, it would have to depend on how long it was dead. It died as it saw like, as you were approaching it, it had a heart attack and passed away. My it's fresh. Super fresh. Um, I might use it. I mean, got to use all the parts. Otherwise, it's just going to decompose. Well, that wouldn't be so bad, though, because it could return to the earth. Yeah, but it, could, it will also return the earth to the earth in the form of human waste. So, And in that sense, it would have nourished somebody. And I feel like that's a better use for the creature, right? Sure. Yeah, I guess I'll have to, you know, cross that bridge when I come to it. What about human waste flavor? No, thank you. No? <laughs> okay, just an idea. No, thank you. Nothing super gr- Nothing that you wouldn't, like, be able to consume un- normally. You were going to put pebbles in your river. You could consume rocks. <laughs> but you wouldn't normally People consume People eat, rocks. like, activated charcoal and stuff. People eat piss. In a pinch. <laughs> I guess that's true. Well, well, what about the the idea of like survive, like uh, you know, like people like make trail mix, like uh, survival trail mixes. What if you had like cotton candy that on the road? Yeah, it would be like the astronaut food. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, it's like like dehydrated. Yeah, yeah. dehydrated ice cream. Yeah, that that's another market that I was thinking about getting into because it, you know, the venison cotton candy has. So all the protein in it still. Mm-hmm. So it's oh, actually, yeah. you know, nutritional. Yeah, it doesn't lose any of the it. nutritional value. Right. And when I you break do it down. Like a broccoli cotton candy. <laughs> that sounds like great. Like an asparagus And then you could candy. shape it in like a like a broccoli. Yeah. I'm sure that uh, that cotton candy is very, like, malleable and ductile. So you yeah. could sort of pull it and, and twist it any way that you yeah, wanted to. It and it would be want. okay with staying in its, in its uh, yeah. intended shape. Do you ever uh, communicate with the cotton candy? Communicate? Like, uh, talk to it. No, I don't talk to the cotton candy. No? It doesn't talk back. Well, but So you do talk to it. It's not sentient. But you said it doesn't talk back, so only... I so mean, I, would, to know I that. would imagine that cotton candy wouldn't talk oh. back. Mm-hmm. I think you slipped up a little bit there. <laughs> no... <laughs> no, because that would be silly. <laughs> how, many friends, how many friends do you have? How many friends? Yes. Like that I talk to all the time, or that how it, like if you made a list of your friends, how many would be on that list? list? Well, Stephanie would be on the list because mm-hmm. she's my bestie. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister is my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, her name is Stacy. Mm-hmm. And um, well, I have a couple other friends from my college classes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say probably a hundred and fifty. Oh. You got a couple of friends for your college classes. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of friends. Yeah. And do they all? I took a lot of classes. Oh, how long were you in college for? Sixteen years. Jeez. Uh huh. I what wanted a, to know everything I could know. So you just didn't weren't like really looking for a degree. You were just kind of. No, I just <laughs> wanted to take classes. Did you ever graduate? Yeah, I did. What did yeah. you graduate? I in? have two bachelor's degrees. One of them is in chemical engineering, and the other is in the culinary arts. Oh, that's perfect for you then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it sounds like you're using doing. You're probably in a whole lot of debt though. 
Oh yeah. Well, my uncle helped a lot with it because What's your um, uncle? he you? has he manages a power plant. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, like one of those like Fermi power plants, you know. Mm-hmm. So he has he has a lot of stock and everything, investments and four hundred one k. Has he ever like asked that. for anything in return as, in, as far as his investment goes? No, no. He just sort of pats me on the head and says that I'm a good girl and <laughs> you know that I should. That's just patronizing. You're like what like. 36 years old i i mean i never thought about patronizing i'm 34 oh 34 right yes so uh so my my your uncle your uncle invested a lot of money into your college maybe you should like do something nice for him you know maybe make like a power plant flavored cotton candy i should call uncle tom he's been really nice to me really really nice to me Mm -hmm. yeah uncle tom Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, he has a cabin up north. Oh. So um, I go up there sometimes. You know, my dad likes to hunt on the property. Um, mm-hmm. So he and my dad go up there. It's my mother's brother. And so, oh. you know, they, like, get along, but they're always kind of, like, have that separation where they're not actually related, mm-hmm. but they're both dudes. You can't really get along with stuff. another dude who's not directly related to you that that well. In my experience. Right. I mean, it was definitely, like, a toss-up, right? Like, when my parents got married, like, okay, you're marrying the other person's family, but it, I think it worked out well. It's like, so. that's my sister, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think they just don't talk about that. Yeah. Kind of stuff. Like, they pretend that he's not banging his sister on the reg. My goodness. I never <laughs> thought about that, <laughs> anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> How are your parents? They're, They're good. They must be in their, like, uh, their late 50s. Ish. No, they're they're about uh, they're one of them is sixty seven, the other one is sixty four. Oh. So, yeah. How uh, so they're doing all right? Mm-hmm. Your your mom's doing okay. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Yeah, they're both really well. You know, they live out in the suburbs and they love their life out there. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, did they ever try any of your your cotton candy? Yeah, my dad kind of just is a little eh about it. He yeah. thinks it's silly. <laughs> yeah. But and then my mom of course tries it because you know. Mom's. She's your mom. She's my mom. So. Do you ever? Uh, do you have any other employees? Uh, I don't your have business? any employees. Just right you. Now. Just me. You thinking about about getting any more employees if if demand calls for it? Mm, probably. I would love to. I would have to see how the sales go mm-hmm. first. So where do you make your cotton candy at? I just make it at home. Yeah. Yeah, in my apartment. In your bedroom. I don't make it in the bedroom. I make it in the kitchen. Oh. Yeah, I don't want that smell in the bedroom. <laughs> what kind of smell is it? Well, it's the smell of whatever I'm making, you know, plus the smell of kind of burnt sugar in case I look away for a minute and it accidentally burns. Does that happen <laughs> a lot? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. What's, uh, what is, uh, what is a dead, like a dead deer smell like being after it's being like combined with sugar and ground up? Mm, it just kind of has like this, like, um, it smells like a like a actual like a hamburger like if you had like a cheeseburger or something it mm-hmm. kind of smells like that except just a little bit sweeter. It's really sweeter. not bad. I think it's tasty. Wow, mm-hmm. like raw dead deer. Mm-hmm. It's tasty. Hmm, I would never would have expected that. Do you clean the deer before you do chop it up and eat it? Well, I don't have the actual deer. So whenever I, if a family member acquires a deer, mm-hmm. then they give me some of the meat. Oh, because I don't need very much meat. Yeah. Are, do you eat meat regularly? I'll have like, like mystery meat, like hot dog or something <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> mystery you know, meat, because it's just like a meat tube. So. Do you ever make a hot dog flavored cotton candy? I don't think so. No. Because mm. I would have to like ground up the bun and everything too. Yeah. 
Well, you could put the cotton candy in a bun. And then put ketchup and mustard on it. I wouldn't do the ketchup on there. That would be too sweet. Mustard might be okay, though. Mustard and Dijon ketchup. Dijon ketchup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you could make a, a, a cotton candy out of the ketchup as well. And put that on top of the hot dog cotton candy. I have to research ways to to make things like that. Because like, you're a chemical engineer, shouldn't you know how to do these things already, Penelope? It was in my training, but I skipped that day in class. You skipped that one day where they taught you how to make ketchup into cotton candy. Into a crystalline version. Wow. You shouldn't have skipped school. <laughs> well, you know, when you go to school for that long, I think it's okay to skip a day or two here and there. <laughs> I guess. I guess you're probably right about that. So, uh, you, you, how much time a day do you spend making, uh, making your cotton candy? Well, each batch from start to finish takes about six hours. Six hours. Yeah. Wow. Every single day? I don't make it every day. I, I do it about four days a week. Mm. Yeah. So what do you do on your days off? Well, I have a job. I have an actual job. What's your job? My job. I work in a flower shop. Hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what do you... Uh, Part time. I work about 25 hours a week. What do you do in the, the flower shop? I just sell flowers. You know, I make like the arrangements and... Make it all pretty and everything for people who come in. They say, I want to buy flowers to my wife or, you know, like my relative just died and I need a whole big arrangement. So Did I you ever think about that. combining the, the two? Well, Businesses? yeah, the, I would like to do the plant flavored cotton candy oh, at some point, you well, know, so you could taste the rose or you could taste the unique kind of berries that, you know, plants give off and you might not think of it to use it or whatever. Very interesting. And have you ever brought this idea to your bosses at the flower shop? Say, hey, maybe I can start selling my cotton candy here, cotton candy flavored flowers. Well, I think that I would I would want to perfect the product first before mm-hmm. I do the pitch. Yeah. Because then I could really say, you know what? This is a gladioli flavored cotton gladioli. candy. Gladioli. Or this is a daisy flavored cotton candy. Hmm. Because you wouldn't want to just be like, hey, th- wouldn't this be a great idea? They'd be like, yeah, bring us something, and you haven't tried it yet. That's right. And then it's just terrible. And then I would be embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And I don't like being embarrassed. You don't. You have a history of being embarrassed and, and being put in bad situations? Yeah, I have some bad situations. Um, you know, that just, like, there's things that I would try, and then they wouldn't work out, and then um, I would be embarrassed about it. Like so. what? Well, I tried one time to make my own CD of singing, and <laughs> and then my sister plugged it into the school PA, and then everybody heard it. What kind of songs were you singing? Oh, I was just singing, like, One Direction songs, mm. and wait. That, like that kind of style, you How know, you like sing- pop wait, songs. In high school, you were singing this? Yeah, but like that kind of a style. Oh, right? okay. You I know, thought you were like, saying you were singing One Direction songs in high school. No, 16 like that years super ago. poppy, you know, song that you oh. sing along to in a car, mm-hmm. kind of like in sync. Yeah. Or new like kids a, on the block or whatever. Yeah. And it was like acapella, just singing it into a CD. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, because I would listen to it with the headphones. Yeah. And then I'd be singing. And then I put on a CD so I could listen to myself sing so I could get better at singing. But she got the CD and then she put it in the school's PA and then Uh, it was just me singing because she's only a year younger than I am. And so she more popular. No, No. (laughs) she you're more popular. I'm more popular. Yeah. (laughs) What does your sister do? 
My sister is a baker. Oh. Mm-hmm. So what what kind of things does she bake? She bakes cakes mostly for weddings. Does she have her own sh- like shop? No, she works in a shop in Gross Point. Mm, okay. Is she more successful than you? Mm, I don't know how to define success in that respect. Makes more money. Is happier individual in general. Well, she makes more money than I do because she has like a client base and she gets mm. commissions off of the things that she bakes. Mm, and you don't? No, not yet. You haven't taken a salary yet? No, I haven't taken salary, no. Hmm. No, but I have benefits, though. What kind of benefits? Through the flower shop. Just part-time benefits. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you ever think about taking your uh, cotton candy idea to Shark Tank? Uh, I think that they wouldn't like it. No? No, I don't think they would like it's it. It's a niche market, but, I mean, it's it's a it's a new idea. Yeah, I could think about it. Well, throw it, like, give me I your pitch. I just wouldn't want to be embarrassed at all <laughs> again. <laughs> well, let's, let's, let's test it out. Let's, like, you, so you... Give me a test pitch of your cotton candy, a cotton candy shop. Hmm. Cotton candy shop test pitch. Mm-hmm. If I were to say something like, okay, I could say you should taste nature, mm-hmm. right? Like the sweetness of nature comes together. Hmm. How do we <laughs> work on this? The sweetness of nature comes together in one mouth. <laughs> in your mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then and you put your mouth around it, and you it's could, woven. You could put it in your mouth, yeah. <laughs> I think. Put uh, nature in your mouth. Mm-hmm. And what are you asking for? Like how much money and how much and, uh, and what percent stake in your business? What are you valuing your company at? Uh, 50%. 50% of how much money? Of all the money. All the money. Mark Cuban's entire entire <laughs> bank account. So you're valuing your company about $48 billion. Right. Wow. That's a great. I just think this idea is really good. I'm in. Okay. I'm in. All right. All right. I'm going to give you fifth. I'm going to give you all my money. So you have. <laughs> I don't think it'll take all your money though. You it's won't. It's just nice having it there. Oh. So you just want it there to use, but you're not going to use it all. That's right. Okay. Yeah. It's the security thing. That's a good business plan. I think so. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we are going to take a brief break. Thank you so much for being on the show. Penelope, are you going to stick around? Oh, uh, sure. Cool. All right. And when we come back, we are going to have a real life cartoon character, Scratchy Steve on the show. Stay tuned. <laughs> Welcome back to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour on every single podcast provider that you've ever heard of. I'm here with professional candy, cotton candy maker, Penelope Whitlow. Hello. How is it going, Penelope? I'm good. How are you? I'm so fresh. So fresh and so scream. I'm also sitting here with a real-life cartoon character. And not like when you're walking down the street and you see a guy that's really animated and like goofing around you're like that look at that cartoon character no this guy's actually animated he's really animated 
living in a cart in a in a virtual in a real world like who framed Roger Rabbit Roger Rabbit except he's really Roger Rabbit except he's not Roger Rabbit he's Scratchy Steve how's it going Scratchy Steve oh it's going real freaking good good to have you on the show Scratchy Steve yeah. and uh, you are you were the main character of the 80s cartoon Scratchy Steve and Friends yep and uh, tell tell uh, for, for those uh, not familiar with that show uh, wh- how would you describe Scratchy Steve and Friends uh, Scratchy Steve and Friends, well, it was kind of like a cool adventure show, man, back in the 80s. There was a lot of those shows, but ours was the best. Like, uh, like, uh, what was that, Johnny Quest? That was, uh, Johnson Quest, but that was back in the 60s, my brother. Mm-hmm. And, like, Captain Planet. And yeah, like, that, well, he was from the 80s and 90s. Yep. Yep. And so you're Scratchy Steve. I'm Scratchy Steve, that's right, it's me. And uh, so, what? Wh- who? Ian, your your show had a bunch of different characters on oh, it. Oh, all sorts. But you were the only uh, one in the show who, because uh, it was a cartoon. All right. It was a cartoon show, but you were the only cartoon. Char- you were the only character on the show who was a real person. Everyone else on the show was it was actually animated, like by hand. Correct. No, no. Well, yeah, everyone in in Scratchy Steve. It, uh, and, and Friends was animated. Everyone in that show was animated. And then uh, a portal ripped open and oh. brought me to he- this this universe. Oh, so you didn't yeah. exist in our world. Well, yeah, on the television I did. Yeah. It okay. was a crazy episode. It ended up being the series finale of Scratchy Steve and Friends. Oh. Wait, so who opened this portal? Um, It was Belkazar. Belkazar, who's that? Belkazar was this big old bad sorcerer dude from space, man. And we kind of like... <laughs> was man, he a character in your show or is he from our world? He was a little, bu- little bit of both. Oh. He's kind of like not... He doesn't exist in your world. He kind of exists in the, like the void in between our worlds. Oh. Yeah. And so he like opened... Well, through the course of our our series... um. Like, we just kind of kept beating up on all his little, like, underbosses. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, you know, he's getting upset about it. And the the only way he could defeat me was uh, opening up a time portal. And he didn't really know where I was going to go. And ended up coming here. And I ended up in uh, uh, Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. Yeah, I was, was, wow. This is what this place smells like. (laughs) So when uh, when you were in Gary, Indiana... Uh, and you looked around. Were you blown away by the d- by the depth of the people of the of the world around you, the three dimensionalness? Um, you. I mean, wherever you're, t- you're still two dimensional. I'm two dimensional, but I perceive in three D, man. You see in three D is what you're saying? Yeah. So even back then, just because your your lack of uh, perception for me doesn't mean I can't see your perception through your eyes. You know what I'm saying? So in I your world, in your, shoes. in your 2D world, yeah. everyone was 3D, 3D. yeah. So am I 4D to you? Uh, it's it's weird. Yeah, kind of. I can see where you were, and I can kind of see where you're going, too. <laughs> you can see my past and my present and yeah. my future. Yeah, yeah. It's not pretty, either, <laughs> any of it. I got to tell you. I'm Man, sorry. Tra- traveling through dimensions has got to be. One thing Scratchy Steve, uh, they always say about Scratchy Steve is that uh, he's brutally honest with his friends and even more brutally honest with his enemies. And uh, <laughs> I, I think going through a freaking time portal has only accelerated that. Yeah, I imagine so. Yeah. So uh, what did what happened to the rest of your you know, the characters on the show after um, you were blasted through the portal? Well, a couple of them stayed back, I guess. Um, 
And uh, this is according to what I've seen from the show. Like, mm-hmm. I watched the show um, on Netflix a mm-hmm. couple years ago just to kind of see what happened after I left. And, uh, well, a couple of them stayed back t- and were like, well, we got to find a way to get, you know, like, see what what the deal is with this magic voodoo, you know, mm-hmm. um, the sorcerer. And, um, and then a couple went in after me, and apparently they haven't made it you know, to this side or back. And I imagine they're just being, you know, chewed up like uh, food in a garbage disposal in the void. So you think Balthazar might have gotten them? Uh, him or someone, some creature far worse. So Balthazar's still out there? I imagine so, yeah. I can't find him anywhere here, so he's got to be out there. So when you came here in the 80s, when you were you were blasted here, everyone was kind of blow, thrown off at first. I mean, we had Elf. Uh, which right. he kind of, he came from another dimension, too. Yeah, but he was kind of a poser. Yeah, he was a poser. Yeah. But he was here before you. Did you know he wore a wig? Alf wore a wig? Yeah, it was a full implant, though. I it's a wig, but it was an implant. It was not his hair. Hair trans. He was he was a uh, hairless creature, bald. He was absolutely devastating to look at, but wow. not in a good way. <laughs> yeah, it was. they had to put hair on him. They were going to scare children. Yeah, he did scare children. Well, yeah. Imagine if he didn't have air. Yeah, that would be even spookier. be like a little earthworm, like a lumpy earthworm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you got here, people were really terrified at first because they, you are literally but, too- Whoa, whoa, Scratchy Steve, you're Scratchy Steve in the flesh. Well, yeah. in the animation. Yep. Yeah. So when you, you got here, you, uh, people, you know, were fr- afraid at first, but then you quickly rose to celebrity. Well, yeah, they were like, well- I mean, you're here. Might as well, you know, put you to use. And uh, so I got my own. Uh, I'm in my own show now. Yeah, but I mean, like you, you. It must have been terrifying for you too, because I mean, the world, your world, and and uh, your original world. What was it called again? It was. It was called uh, Earth. Oh, <laughs> you, you. It was Earth too, but it was a much different Earth. Yeah, I mean, in your in your world, it was like that. The, uh, they instead of like big sprawling societies, there were small like colonies. Of uh, different like tribes and stuff. Kinda, yeah. But then there was New York. Yeah, just in regular New York. Yeah, just regular New York. Mm-hmm. How, but animated. Yeah, but uh, for you at least. It was real for you. Yeah, but so coming here, like, how did you adapt at first? Well, I uh, I quickly learned uh, that taxi meant get get out of there. You know what I'm saying? What? I, I, well, I, I, I called the taxi, and the taxi, taxi took me to the police department, and I said, Listen, I don't know what's going on here. Listen, I was just about to defeat the sorcerer, and now I'm here, and everyone's like, Holy crap, that's my fu- son's favorite uh, television character, Scratchy Steven. Oh, my God. They thought that someone was playing a joke on him? No, they were literally, they had no idea what was going on. But so they, thought, they must have thought you were some sort of, like, projection or something. No, they, like... There was projection wasn't really a thing back then, man. Oh. They didn't really think in that in those kind of terms. Oh, okay. They had it in Star Wars, I guess, but you know that was like that was a movie. That was a movie, man. There was no such thing as like holograms. Mm-hmm. Like nowadays, it's, there's Tupac. Tupac is basically walking the earth now, and he's mm-hmm. a hologram. Have you ever met tu- hologram Tupac? Yeah, but basically all he ever does is you know he sings his songs. <laughs> How did I he? I can met- only listen to uh, you know uh, all eyes on me before I'm like, all right, I just say I came here to say hi, Tupac. How, how, how did, so he doesn't measure up very well to the real Tupac? I don't know if ever met the real Tupac, so I wouldn't know. You I didn't? can't give you a frame of reference you on were, that. You were a pretty big celebrity when he was popular. No, I, well, I was a celebrity, but I was, 
You know, I was doing my own thing. What were you? What were you doing in the early '90s? I was. Uh, I was hosting my own like television show, kind of like The View before The View. Oh. Yeah. What was it called? It was called uh, Scratchy Steve's Forum. Yeah. Yeah. What was that on? That was on CBS mm. on the morning. Um, and now, nowadays, I'm you know I'm doing that reality show. Yes, yes, Scratchy you know? Steve's house. Yep, Scratchy Steve's house. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm the only animated person in the world, so it's like kind of doing that element inside of a house, my house. So it's just you. No, it's me and then a bunch of other humans. Oh, what humans? Is it celebrities uh, or just so like? Yeah, a bunch of celebrities. And what you had said, you're, you're starting your first season airs is to airing. Uh, no, it's starting already, in, it's season two. Oh, it's I, yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry, season one was only like a, an event at Cannes Film Festival. Oh, yeah. so it's like a, for the first like season being aired on CBS. Well, it's not going to be on. No, no, this this show is not going to. The reality oh, show is not going to be on what's, CBS. What's, what's this airing? It's going to be on TBS. TBS. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and who's who are going to be the celebrities in this season? Because um, it airs in June. Right? Okay. Well, one of the celebrities is President Donald Trump. Oh wow! How yeah. did you do that? Well, he doesn't want to be president anymore. So you know, he he. This is for the second season. The first season was a totally different cast, but this cast is different. It's mm-hmm. gonna be President Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna be um, Axl Rose. Oh, from Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be uh, uh, David Arquette's dad. Oh. David Arquette's dad. Senior. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it's of course um, there you can't can't be remiss by uh, Tyra Banks. Is there? It was with wow, us. Wow, you got some high class celebrities on. The yeah. Show. Yeah. And the cool thing is like it's a great show because it shows how much like you know. Uh, I'm a cartoon character, you know, but, but I'm aren't the only... you all cartoon characters too? No, can we give, I guess we're all cartoon characters since we're celebrities, mm-hmm. and everyone like we all celebrities become caricaturized. Because you're kind of an but, allegory for all Hollywood. Yeah, kinda, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm, you know, but it turns out like throughout the course of each season, it turns out that I'm like the really only human being in yeah. this, the house, <laughs> keeping everything together. Multi- all these, all these crazy animated characters. You know, who literally are just like uh, facades of of, mm-hmm. of uh, just vessels with with uh, the crude veils strewn on their bones, <laughs> like flesh. Do we need to have watched season one to the original, the first season? No, there's not really a whole lot of continuity. I mean, okay, the crappy producers are like, let's put a, like a let's put a, a, a like a story like a story arc through the the through it, like make it our own crazy. Uh, uh, a television show, right? And because like a lot of reality TVs, they don't have like this sort of like you know long ranging arc. It's always like you know they do like one se- like w- at least with this format, where like they do one cast and then the next you know time there's another cast. Maybe they, like certain people repeat, but the only people that repeat in this show is Scratchy Steve and his butler, uh, uh, Mulberry. What? Mulberry. Mulberry. Yeah. Who's Mulberry? He's played by uh, David Duchovny. Oh, okay. You wouldn't know. He's disguised. I know who David Duchovny is. You, no, no, I, know I wouldn't you, know. I yeah, wouldn't know. You wouldn't know was. by looking at him. Yeah. Oh, okay. And you really wouldn't know because not a lot of people know who David Duchovny is outside yeah. of uh, you know, Evolution. Evolution. Oh, right. Great movie. Uh, so, Penelope, uh, were you a um, fan of Scratchy Steve when uh, Scratchy Steve and Friends in the 80s? Yeah, I recognized the voice. I just didn't know that it was an actual 
tangible creature. Yeah. Oh, this you is didn't really surprising to me to be. You didn't. Re- you didn't know to... that Scratchy Steve was alive and. I did and... not. No, wow. it's actually very shocking to me. Um, mm-hmm. I can't blame her. She's been in college for all these years. She hasn't been too busy to watch any cartoons. Mm -hmm. So does it... Can I ask you a question? Absolutely. If you break off a piece of you, like a finger, does it regenerate? That's a good question. I never tried. Um, Because I'd be interested in making a flavor of cotton candy. I'm really curious about what animated people taste like. Uh, Well... This is starting to get... It's starting well, to get real we're awkward not, We're not going to kill and, I'm feeling and eat real you. hot. We're not going to kill and eat you, Scratchy Steve. You're an Probably endangered not. creature. Probably not. No, no. no. That, most likely not. We're we n- just want to know if you Most likely we're have... not going to do that. <laughs> I feel like this is an interrogation all of a sudden. We're just... I mean... Just because I'm a freaking cartoon character you doesn't mean I'm exotic. If you don't regenerate, then I won't break anything yeah, off of we, yeah. I can give you like a whisker off my face. That would work. That. All yeah. right, we give you, I can give you that. But I thought you didn't want to put hair in your cotton candy. Well, I don't want to put the fur oh. from like a deer. Like right, just sprinkle right, it on, right. you know, because that's the thing that I had tried at first because I was like, well, cotton candy's kind of a fuzzy thing, right? Mm-hmm. Trust me. Um, but if it was like ground up in there, yeah. you know, um, maybe I use like a couple of flakes of clay from like some clean cat litter. Like what does a cat taste like? But it'd be like a cartoon cat. Yes. Yeah. So how do you use the bathroom? I I don't, well, okay. It's awkward. Do you really want to hear it? I mean. And by the way, like I don't think we established this, but if you don't know who Scratchy Steve is, he is a cartoon cat. I am a cartoon cat. That's that's really obvious though. I mean, mean, you you sound like a cartoon cat, but I didn't. I just wanted everyone to make sure they're not picturing like a weird, like Elmer Fudd bald man. No, no, no. You are, you are a cat. An alien. Very much a cat, man. That's exactly what I remember him sounding like when I was, you know, Mm -hmm. five or, or whatever, eighty-three plus. Yeah, Yeah, I would be about about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the the math. The numbers right. We ran the numbers and the numbers check out. Yep. So. But um, how do I use the bathroom? Is that that the question? All right. So basically, I go up to the toilet, Mm -hmm. all right, and I look at it, and it's already in there. The poop is already in there? Yeah, I don't really need to do anything. That's really amazing. It's kind of embarrassing because I don't need to use toilet paper. Now, I know you said, Penelope, that you didn't want to use human waste in your cotton candy, but what about... I would not use cat waste either. It doesn't work that way. It's not cat waste. It's animated cat waste. It doesn't work that way. I can't just, like, like... She can't. She wouldn't want to put pull out cat poop, animated cat poop, out of a toilet. It's already in the toilet. It's ruined. So I can't just look at a. a I don't want to use anything that's already been used up. Right. I'm not. Now I'm just thinking of the science of possibilities. Like you spit, right? You have saliva. Nothing. I, I would think so. Yeah, it's animated. <laughs> I'm going in a different direction, Penelope. <laughs> you have animated spit. Yeah. So when you say you spit in a lake, right? You spit. You spit into a lake. Mm-hmm. How does the animated spit? Because if I spit in a lake, it just becomes it just dissolves it, it into just, the water. It just becomes it's water. Yeah, yeah. So how does animated spit? Does it it dissolve and become this uh, like three dimensional water spit, or does it? You want to know? I Do I want to really know. know. Okay. Um, can you tell me? I can tell you as long as you stop singing. Okay. Okay. Um. I tried it out once. I was in the um, I was in Yosemite National Park. Yep. And I tried to spit, and uh, what? Okay, what animated spit does when it reacts with 
real water, mm-hmm. um, and animated water, whatever, is the real water is consumed into the animated water, and it just becomes an animated lake. I can't believe no one heard about it. You're looking at me like, what? And like, it's so you, the yeah, Yosemite National Park, the big famous pond there or whatever. Yeah. It's it's animated now because wow. I spit in it. I, yeah. So it, anything no that your happy. bodily functions interact with become animated. So what yeah. if I were to dive into this lake? Would I get wet? Yeah. Well, yeah. You get animated wet though. It's totally different. It but feels it wouldn't different. turn her animated. No. She'd be animated. If you wet. drank enough, I guess you could become animated. Because the water in her body would automatically become right, animated. Right, right. But, like, as long as you're not, like, you know, you know, as long as you're not slurping it up, you should be fine. Sometimes I get thirsty while I swim. Yeah. How do you I can't really help. You can't really help drinking water. You shouldn't be. You're if you're swimming in a lake, you shouldn't be drinking the water because you're thirsty. You should probably get out and drink some actual clean water. You're going to die if you do that. Maybe There's goose poop in there. So if you accidentally, like, spit... Or in, in, like, the ocean. Uh-huh. The entire ocean would become animated. animated. Yeah. That sounds like an episode of the cartoon version of Godzilla. Well, I, I would... I, I do got to tell you, it would solve global warming. Why? It, well, because the the lakes, the, the water now absorbs a lot of the... Uh, a lot of carbon and a lot of, like, heat. And, uh, you know, and so if I, you know, spit into the ocean... Eventually, like the carbon would just go away. It would become part of the the the, the animated water, and you just it would it would, it would reduce global temperatures. I I think that it's a conspiracy. I'm telling you. I think that you could potentially be a huge dangerous health risk to the world. Because I mean, do yeah, we? A lot hum- of a lot of fish would die. A lot of a lot of marine life would probably die. People would probably die too. So because- let me ask you something. So you still have connections to the cartoon world. That's great. Yeah, can you ever go back if you want to? The portal closed behind me, but I assume I can, yeah. Can you ask Captain Planet what he thinks about your plan? He's anim- He's not real. I can't. Wait. He's not real at least. He's not here. I can't. No. But isn't your world real? It's just in a different dimension? Yeah, pretty it's, much. Wait, but Captain Planet's not in the same world as you. No. It's a different universe. No, totally different. Same dimension, Like though. Marvel and DC. No, different dimension. But he's, bo- he's 2D as well. It, okay, it doesn't work necessarily that way. You know, everyone thinks of like dimensions as one, two, three, four, five through twenty. But twenty. Actually, it's like kind of like a, a spectrum, and it's like the spectrum has layers, and layers are three three dimensional, and they all have like equal surface area, <laughs> but it's also deep and penetrating too. Are we still talking about dimensions I, I don't here? think so. Oh I think goodness. we lost me a little bit. <laughs> okay, all right. Think of it as this. All right. Think of the universe as a globe, right? Mm-hmm. It's like almost like Earth. Like a planet. Right? <clears throat> my my world is somewhere in that world, in that globe, all right? Yeah. And so is yours. Oh. But they kind of like exist within each other at the same time, but you can't see it. You know? Oh, so our dimensions are just layered on top of each yeah. other. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And, uh, well, to get me back to my dimension, I'd have to build a portal or have some magic, mag- some of that magic that the sorcerer had. Resi- residual magic? Yeah, but there's no such thing. At least in this world, he really did a number on me. <laughs> he really did it. So, 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 Scratchy... How uh, how long do you expect to live in your current state of grumpiness? And yeah, because you, know. you haven't aged since you came over. But 
You, you do look seem... pretty good, but you sound a little gnarly. Yeah, and you How seem do I like sound you're slowing... gnarly? You sound like you're slowing down a bit. I'm gonna do a little bit. Well, all right. I'm slowing down a little bit because you're all trying my patience. Everyone is. I'm a freaking cartoon. I'm not the savior of the freaking world. How old are you? I don't know. You don't know how old you are? I, I, once I left my world, my my universe, my lair, whatever, um, I lost track of time. Well, it's been about... I don't have the freaking sun to look at and be like, oh, well, I'm 35 now. Well, it's been about 30 years since you came over, a little over 30 years. But the time is different. Like, time is... Time advances differently in my world. I could tell. Yeah, because in our world, your time only... Uh, goes on every like half a year, because your seasons ran like just half a year. okay. Just because you're what you're seeing, and on the television and the series isn't mean like I don't just disappear after thirty thirty minutes. <laughs> but to us, it does. Well, who cares what you think? We How did the live. television work? Like, did you see the cameras? As no. They- Hmm. It's magic, man. It just opens up like a little porthole that you can see through. But like I, it's like two way, gl- like one way glass. You can see in, and I can't see out. But aren't there people? Like, did you ever meet the people that were writers for your show, or and like animators? Yeah. How did how does that work? I killed them. No, that okay, fine. But I guess that's not what I was asking. Uh, but I did it on accident. It was like I accidentally like shared one of their drinks and got cartoons spit in their drinks. Oh. Yeah, you it was, sound pretty cavalier about the deaths of your creators. Well, we had creative differences. <laughs> but in, how does in that they didn't want you? To continue, and then you didn't want them to continue creating. Yes. Well, okay, it was awkward because they could no longer draw me since I was there. Yes. So the show. Wait, couldn't why go couldn't on. they? Why couldn't they? It's a weird rule. I don't know. You're like you would just, they would draw I mean, you. I don't have the ants for everything. Like okay. they would draw can you I, when it would work anymore. Can I just say anymore? something? Can I just say something? Yes. You keep coming to me like I have the answers for everything. Well, I, I I'm mean, just like you. I don't know shit. I, I, like- I don't know anything. I don't I know as much as your freaking science knows. And my as much as my freaking science knows. Okay, so and I have another question. I have another question. Okay. Calm the hell down. Okay. Yeah. Whoa. So my other question, question is that okay, so there was this show a while back called Little Bill. Great right? show. Well, Bill, yeah. So Bill Cosby was there was an animated version of Bill Cosby on this show as like mm-hmm. the dad or something. Yeah. And so have you ever thought about having an animated show based on you mm-hmm. from real life, but like a version of you is still in animation land? I, I can't do that. That doesn't work. Why not? People can't draw you. No. Like I would try be draw able me. to draw try, you. Try to draw me right now. I, I couldn't draw you right you now. You couldn't. Draw, you could not draw me. All no. Right, let's give me test a pen and paper. Okay. Here you go. Okay. All right. So she's right. drawing the drawing the shape of the head. Right, so uh-huh. I got the eyes. Yeah. Okay. So I got the little like almond shaped oh, eyes. So pretty okay. good. Yep. Good, so you're doing good. a good job so far. Yeah. Let me turn turn your head. Let me see the other ear. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Yes. How do your ears always stay in the same direction? Well, they're pointing up. They're just like little Kit Kat ears. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm drawing, but why? Wait a second. Uh, wait, a, a why physiology, is it, buddy? Is your hand? Why is your hand turning? Why red? won't the pen? Okay, look at the picture now. Let me have another pen. Look at that. Yeah, here, here's another pen. Every time pen. someone draws okay. me, every time someone draws me, it ends up being David or Cat. 
Oh my god, that is an uncanny picture of David what Arquette. Is it? <laughs> Great portrait of David Arquette. How, you weren't trying to draw David Arquette. Seriously. No one does. Happened. No one wants to draw it was David just Arquette. Like one minute I was drawing cat ears and now it's like it's just David Arquette. In Royal Rumble. Or what in the, uh, Ready to Rumble. Ready to Rumble, yeah. I wonder, does he know about this? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he knows. He's, so he's he really knows upset. that every time he, someone goes to draw you, he gets drunk. He it's a photorealistic image of David Arquette. He, okay, here's the thing. This is freaky. He doesn't believe. You know, is he still married to Courtney Cox? I hope not. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. Okay, here's the thing. Every time someone draws him, eyebrows. this has been established before in Hollywood. We we were all sitting down trying to do the next uh, season of Scratchy Steve. You were just going to have him draw it around you. Yeah. Um. No, I was like, you can put me on paper. I give you the rights. And they're like, we can't. Every time we try to draw you, we draw David Arquette. And uh, I'm like, that's weird. So we brought David Arquette in and said, all right, let's try, try to draw David Arquette. Mm. And... Every time they would draw David Arquette, thinking that it would switch, you know, like yeah. reverse logic. Didn't work. Um, no, and every time they would draw David Arquette, it would just be a really shitty picture of David Arquette. <laughs> so. Well, why didn't they just make David so, Arquette and friends? Because who, who would watch that yeah, show? that's a good point. Come on. That's a really He's good not point. good. All right, so then, you know, so he was, like, getting really upset because they thought, you know, he was, like, the, people were making fun of him. He's like, okay, this has been funny, but, like, Come on, guys! I'm not. I'm not a joke. My career's not a joke. It's real to me. I I fed my kids with this. This my career, mm -hmm. and uh, and I'm like, oh, jeez, you fed them too much because there's nothing left. <laughs> that was an inside joke between. The, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. So he got really upset. So don't bring it up. Don't, don't bring, bring it up. It up. Yeah. Okay. Next time I see David Arquette, I definitely won't bring up. Scratchy Steve. Don't even mention portraits of him. Don't even mention scratching anything, because it just it's like draws him back into it. You so know? you're having his dad on the show on your show to to. Uh, okay, his dad came on the show. No, okay, his dad came on the show because he came up to approach my approach uh, approach my producers and he said, "I want to fight him." And they're oh. like, "Well, who do you want to fight?" And he goes, "I want to fight your man." And you're like, "Well, who's your man? Who's our man? Well, we got a couple men here." I've got a couple ladies. Who do you want to fight? And he's like, I want to fight Scratchy Steve on television. Wow. And he's like, all right, all right, well, you can arrange that. And he didn't realize it would become he'd become part of the show. And now he's just kind of wrapped up into it. And now, well, we're kind of friends. So you don't fight in the season? Well, mm, you have to watch. You have to watch it. Mm. Great. So, yeah. Um, what lies in the future uh, past past this second season? What lies in the future for Scratchy Steve? Are you ever going to try to go back to your your dimension and meet re, and meet back up with your old pals? Uh, yeah, I'm. I kind of. I I've always wanted to, but I'm afraid of what they've become in my absence. Yeah, because they haven't been on. You we, we haven't seen them for about three decades now. Well, yeah, just because. Okay. Hey, all right. Say all right. Just because you don't see your aunt who lives in California. Every day doesn't mean she doesn't exist. You know what I'm saying? Correct. And she reminds me. <laughs> she reminds you. Yeah. Just because they don't have the ability to remind you that they're alive doesn't mean they're not alive. Yeah. You know? So stop acting like they're freaking dead just because they're not, like, jumping around on a television for your freaking, you know... Just like you. Gratification. Yeah. I, I, I guess I'm just still confused about, like, if we have people in the, our world... Right. ...who are writing your world uh -huh. they're creating it in their minds yeah and drawing you right and that makes you real how how do you did how did you exist before the show 
I don't know. Yeah, obviously. The show didn't start with my birth. But I'm just confused as to how that works in your dimension. Like, do we create your dimension when we create your world no. for our television? It's some voodoo magic. I don't know, man. Hmm. It all has to do with the void. It all comes back to the void. Okay. Well, Penelope, do you have any more questions for Scratchy Steve? No, I think I've definitely answered the questions that I have. Mm-hmm. Scratchy Steve, do you have any questions for Penelope? Um, do you have any, uh, like, key lime pie, uh, cotton candy? My niece would love it. Okay, okay. Do you have a niece? All right, niece-in-law, yeah. Niece-in-law. Yeah. Oh, are you married? Yeah, I'm married. Oh. Yeah. To who? Courtney Cox. Oh. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. David Arquette certainly doesn't like you. <laughs> I, yeah, he's got, he's got a little... Okay. All right. He brought her along one time. And we kind of just hit it off, and she left him for me. Did you think about taking her last name so you'd be Scratchy Cox? <laughs> you ever think about that? You, you, you got some real freaking gall saying <laughs> something like that to me, buddy. I could literally turn you into a freaking cartoon cactus with it just spitting in your mouth, buddy. Cartoon cactus? Yeah. Why would I turn into a cactus? I don't, because you're, you're green and useless. I bet Scratchy Cox would be an interesting flavor of cotton candy. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like, I don't know, you're, get, you're catching something. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been an excellent show, an excellent recording with you guys. Thank you so much, Penelope Whitlow, Thank for being you. on the show. Everyone, check out her her cotton candy supporter. Nice to meet you, Scratchy. Finally. Yeah, it's, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure as always to meet to meet a fan. Thank you, Scratchy. Oh, you didn't answer his question. Do you have key lime pie? I could do a key lime pie. I think so. That'd be an easy flavor. Good, to do. great. I love it. Pretty good. Just like take a key lime pie and just shove it in a blender and mm-hmm. call it a day. All right. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. Yeah. Make sure that you at home tune in next week. We have a great show for you then planned, too. Bless you all. Have a good weekend and week. Bye.
Michael Dupree Variety Hour is recorded in WAYN Radio Studio. Please remember to subscribe and review the show on iTunes if you're so inclined. And if you would like to find us on social media, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.